Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Oh, boy. We are back on the Flow Track Podcast. Kevin Sully, Serenity Douglas, Gordon Mack. Good thing we have three hosts for this one because there is a lot to digest. We are going to talk about Gabby Thomas going off in the women's 200. Rye Benjamin almost breaking the world record in the Formula Hurdles. Grant Holloway almost breaking a world record in a prelim. Arian Knighton breaking the world junior record set by Usain Bolt and finishing ahead of Noah Lyles in the process. Sydney McLaughlin just chilling, running 53 seconds. A women's 10K this morning in very, very hot temperatures. American record in the field events. We got to get started because we only have an hour here. So we need to get started. Uh, first of all, a good evening, Serenity. Good evening, Gordon. Good evening. Thanks for having me in your my own home, uh, <laughs> Kevin. You, 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 ring the, you ring the doorbell when you come over now. I'm like, dude, you've been mm-hmm. here like nine straight days in a row. You don't need to ring the doorbell anymore. Just walk in. <laughs> I'm just bummed. Serenity moved to, to Delaware. It's too bad. We could have had like a second – like you could have been in the – Gordon has a lot of rooms in this house. So we could have set it up so it looked like we were in three different places, but we all – we're in the same spot. Um, thanks everybody who's watching. in the middle. Exactly, we're all in the middle here. Uh, thanks everybody watching on YouTube. If you got questions, comments, which I'm sure you do, put them in the chat right now. Again, this one's gonna be hard to, to talk about. There's just so much to get to and, and so fast. We'll start first though with that women's 200 because she gave us hints that she was gonna run fast because in the heats, she goes 21.98. Then the semi, she goes 21.94. So you knew, okay, this is going to be something good because anytime your 200-meter time starts with a 21 in the women's side of things, you're in the elite of the elite. But then to go drop a 21.6, second only to Flojo, and did it while putting her arms raised as she crossed the line, just defied belief. I think the camera caught her saying, holy or oh my or what the something. I don't want to put words in her mouth, but I was doing a little – amateur lip reading there and she was as shocked as we were and you look at the times all the way down you know gordon you mentioned this 
Tamara Clark runs 21.98 and does not make the team, goes sub-22 and does not make the team. Prandini PR'd three rounds in a row, uh, but still doesn't manage to get near Thomas by the end. Anavia Battle from Ohio State runs 21.95. Felix ran a great race, 22.11. Probably going into the meet, you probably thought 22.11 would get you on the team. Serenity, I'll start with you. Make it make sense. What happened here? I... I can't make it make sense. Gabby has made it so that I cannot make it make sense at this point. She has PR single round and so did Jenna Prandini. This was a fast field. I think this was, I can say that this was probably the fastest. And for everyone else in the field, four girls went 21. And a 21, <laughs> a 21 did not make it. Like what do you what do you even do with that information there? Do you bring them on the four by one? Like do you just say no? I'm sorry, you can't come to Tokyo, but you ran a twenty one. Like what do you do here? It, but honestly, like you said, Gabby was running really really well through the rounds. We knew that she was going to drop something ridiculous. Um, it was just a matter of if it was if it was going to be here or if it was going to be in Tokyo. But she was definitely going to get a spot on that team regardless. My immediate reaction was. You know, after the first two rounds for Gabby, when she's run back-to-back -back 22s, I was on my run today talking, thinking 21s. about like, hey, I, I, think she, I think she can potentially meddle. Like she's in conversation to go up against Shawnee Miller-Weibo. But now Shawnee Miller-Weibo is not the favorite I, in my mind. When you consistently throw down back-to-back-to-back 21-second -to -back 200s, ending it with a 21-6, Shawnee's not doing that. And to, to think that Shawnee Miller-Webo won't be the favorite in the 200, it's just mind-boggling because of the way she's been dominating that event for the past few years. But, I mean, God, Gabby Thomas, 21-6 is no joke. Shawnee's only won 22-0 this year. I'm sure she'll run a little faster as we get later on in the season into the Diamond Leagues. But, man, Gabby went from... Oh yeah, maybe she could get second or third and make an Olympic team. Be like a good story, you know. She's doing the whole academics in Harvard and doing all these different things. But now she went from that to like a good, cool story to like, no, you're going to win the Olympics, and it's just wild. Okay, so I'm looking. This reminded me of that 2015 World Championships where Daphne Shippers ran 21.63, and I know Elaine Thompson ran 21.66 in that race too because they both went up the all-time list, but I didn't know really where it went from there. And I'm like, how many women did go under 22 in that race? There's only one other. Veronica Campbell-Brown in third ran 21.97. So this was deeper than that race. And that was a historic performance there for Shippers and Thompson. When you have, like you said, certainly four under, under 22 here. This was even quicker. I want to get into the four-by-one stuff later because we had you give your four-by-one picks before serenity i want to see if you made any uh, you know addendums additions to it but I, I want to save that for for a bit later what else what else stood out to you serenity what else stood out to me you just compared that heat to a historic heat with veronica campbell round and the fact that now this heat two out of the final are college athletes says a lot Mm -hmm. Tamara Clark, I really want to highlight her and Anavia Battle. Just they just broke the standard, honestly. 
<laughs> a college athlete just made it to the Olympics in an individual event. Um, I'm not sure, but she may have been the first one so far on the women's side to make it for an individual, not on a relay pool. That's a good stat, yeah. Gordon. You, yeah, you got, a, not, you got a fact check on that? I can do fa quick fact, fact check. check uh, on, tra on the track, I think that might be a yes. On the track, yeah. Because I know Tara Davis oh, made it. Oh, because yeah, we're not in the, the long thing, jump. The thing hasn't run yet. So. Oh, so this was the a historic final today, honestly. So because oh, yeah. Tara Davis just made it, mm -hmm. and then a Navia battle just made it. So those are the only two collegiate athletes so far. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I just I think back to just a couple of years ago in in this in this event and the times it took to win and a little bit of uh, symmetry here, right? Felix's PB from 2012 in this event, 2169. Thomas betters it and in the same race as Allison Felix, where Felix finished fifth. You know, it was kind of clear even after the first couple rounds, Felix's better event is the quarter. I think that's just fact. Now, a lot of this depends, like I said before, who does what in the other parts of the world. Um, so I'll, it, the opportunities are still there for her to to thrive. I know she wanted to make it in this event because this is her favorite event there. But to get fifth in this field, I think it's going to hold up because this is going to be a race we're talking about for, for decades to come. And it's just... The all-time list is going to be updated, and it's going to be Flojo, Gabby Thomas. That's going to be the all-time list. And it is weird because two hours ago, if you said that was going to happen, I would have said, you're, you're crazy, even by the standards of the Olympic trials. And I don't think even Gabby Thomas would have thought, oh, they've already been updated. Here we go. Uh, put that on the screen there. Let that sink in, folks. <laughs> That's the wow. all-time list. Wow. Shout out to wow. Gabby. Wow. She is the fastest... 200 meter run, runner alive right now yeah i mean just just incredible she can say that gabby thomas can say that yeah so i'll i'll, I'll say this to either you kevin or serenity who has a better shot at touching flojo's record gabby thomas in the 200 or should carry richardson in the 100 so basically 1049 versus 2134 serenity what do you think that's difficult. I feel it's like not the question Shikiri. we ever thought would be asked before. I know, right? So I feel like I do feel like it's Shakiri because I feel like she hasn't even reached her full potential yet. And for Gabby, although this is a great race for her, you know, she had Jenna Prandini on her inside pushing her hard, coming off of the curve. That seemed like, you know, that's the extent of it. Mm -hmm. And for Shakiri, it's kind of like none of the other girls have touched in the USA has touched 10-7 so far. So she's about to get pushed by, you know, Shelly Ann and a lot of other Jamaican girls who just um, dropped some heat recently too, yesterday. Mm -hmm. So yeah. I just feel like that record could be coming down by Shakiri. But I do think that Gabby's gonna get really close to Flojo's 21-3. Um, you think, she, so she celebrates early. So Gordon pointed that out as soon as it happened. Like, well, how much faster could she have gone if? If she didn't celebrate, these are two marks that we didn't think would get touched. I mean, in lifetime, in our lifetime, basically heading in to the year, and now we're now we're seeing it. And the depth is there too, because you mentioned the the Jamaican trials, Serenity. We've seen fast times all throughout the world. Blessing Okabari ran really fast, wind aided mark. Of course, we've seen what Shelly and Fraser Price has done. Legal uh, Fraser Price ran the 10, another ten seventy one tonight. It's getting to the point where 10-7, we're kind of looking at it the same way when Bolt ran a 9-6 or 9-7, like a 9-6 high or 9-7. Like, oh, okay, 
whatever. But no, it's rare. It's just that people are running uh, so fast now that it's sort of thrown out of whack our perception of, of these times. I'm not ready to go like favorite yet with all this stuff because it's so it's so meat by meat. And obviously, it, it was a fast night at the track. I think we can say that across the board. I mean, 100 degree temps, whatever it ended up being, I guess are really good for sprinting. That was my one my one takeaway from this. So I want to see more of the the Diamond League season unfurl here. I think Miller Weibo is going to be tough to beat, and Dina Asher Smith solid in the 200 as well. But see, man, the U- I, U.S. I, is sending a legit 200 team. Absolutely but I would argue legit. that Gabby is the favorite because she showed consistency. Yeah, like come, she came off of doing three rounds of the hundred right earlier at the trials. Still got fifth there, so it's not like she yeah. was super fresh. And then she ran three straight 21 second. 200s that to me shows you that this wasn't a flash in the pan that like she's going to be able to keep that 21 second fitness through three rounds and if you're doing that i don't i don't see her being beat right now now if she would have ran like 22 one a 22 one in the semis and then had this one off like Mm -hmm. then i'll be like yeah this seems like just like a, a a miracle race but the fact you look at the previous two 200 she ran, it shows that this wasn't a miracle. It was like leading to this. Yeah. And Jenna Prandini as well. Like I could see US going one, two, and Shawnee Miller Weibo getting third. I know Whoa, we, maybe okay. I'm homering right now. Let's and get slow a little down too, a bit. too, too much <laughs> in the moment. Down. I see this I see this Jenna Prandini photo on, and I'm just getting the in the vibes. I'm like, yeah, Jenna's gonna get second. So um, but I'm just saying. Jenna and Gabby both showed consistency through three separate 200s, which is what you need I agree. to do well at the Olympics. Well, and both I agree. Jenna Prandini has trained with Serenity Douglas before. So I think that could give her an edge when it comes time to Tokyo. <laughs> <laughs> Did you oh, teach I, her all that stuff? I wish. No, I really feel like it's more so um, Kenny Harrison. Her, um, Kenny, and Tiana, they all train together. And they are just unstoppable at practice. So it's, it's going to be deep. I think USA is going to take up a lot of the field in the final of the of the final final in Tokyo. Yeah. Okay. Kevin, the is, uh, Kevin is Austin, court. Texas becoming the hub for fastest women on the planet? You got Gabby here. You got mm-hmm. Kenny here. You got Jenna here. You got the Lilas in, in Texas, right? She's in, she's in Texas. She's in Dallas. Yeah, yeah she's Dallas. in Dallas. No, she's in Dallas. Maybe it's not technically, but Austin, I mean, three of the fastest women on it's the Texas. planet are, all, are in well, our Well, you backyard. didn't mention That's Tiana cool. Daniels either. Isn't T- Tiana, Tiana still out here? Right. You didn't mention yeah. Tiana Daniels. Exactly. It, it, cool. It's Texas. I can honestly say it's Texas. We have this argument all the time on Twitter, Texas versus Florida, Texas versus Georgia. It's Texas. And Texas is going to win the cake every time. <laughs> Okay, let's have the four by one conversation briefly because we have a lot of other events to get to, but it feels good to put it slotted in right here. Serenity, this was Gordon's and my team unofficially after we watched it. Uh, JV and Oliver lead off. I think she's really good out the blocks. She she finished runner up in the hundred. On the back stretch, we had Prandini second. Then we had Thomas on the curve because of how well she ran the curve, handing to Shakari on the anchor. So Tiana's not in there. Tiana's not in there. So I know you're going to say that's a terrible team because you want Tiana in there. But put that aside for a second. That's a pretty good team. No, I actually – 
No, it, it no, it's a great team. It's a record-breaking team. That's the thing about this year going into Tokyo. I really, no matter what you do, it's going to be a record-breaking team. No matter who you put on it, it's going to be ridiculous. How about this? Well, T- you, Tiana you say that, slash though. Javian. Whoever wins in the 100 in Tokyo gets that leadoff spot. Because T- Tiana can start, right, Serenity? Tiana's start is the best out of all of them, out of Jenna and Kenny. So, <laughs> um, okay. but I like that that's your prediction. Keep your prediction just as that. I need everybody's prediction to leave Tiana Daniels out of it, out of it, because that's exactly what it usually is going into championships. And what does she do every time? Okay. Well, no, I'm, like, I'm, I'm open to the fact that you're going to have like Oliver or Daniels, whoever finishes higher, whoever's got the hot hand in Tokyo, you're going to want to put on there. My question to you though, is there any way you leave off Thomas and Prandini based on what they did in the 200, because you got a lot of, I mean, you got other people you could use from the relay pool, obviously, although Prandini and Thomas were four and five in the hundred. So it would make sense to use them in the four by one. I think because Prandini and Thomas both made a bigger impact in the 200 than JVN and Tiana did in the 100 statistically, I think if they went, you know, 10-7, then that would be a different story. But because they just hit yeah, the yeah. out of the 22s, that's a bigger statement technically. So yeah. I think it could – I don't really I, – I have no idea. I think it's going to be great <laughs> no matter which way it goes. But um, like I said, I think that Tiana is going to shock everybody. And I think that she will end up getting put on the relay because she's a yeah. strong relay runner. Um, and she was on the one at Worlds, so she's experienced too. So that always gets the cake too. So if she do gets want to, to say the this. final, if she gets to the final, they'll put her on for sure. I do want to say this though: as much as we can hype our U.S. four by one, it, they're going to get smoked by Jamaica. It's it's not I don't know if they're going to get smoked anymore. No, I don't know. No, I, I think know. they this, are. Tonight, I think they're going to get smoked. Tonight change things. Tonight change. Yeah, things. but like twenty one twenty one six runner out there. And you got a twenty-one-eight runner with a flying yeah. start. I think it. I think it's gonna be close, way closer than we thought going into. Yeah, two. but they're not. It's not a four by two. It's a four by one. It's a I four by one. I cannot wait literally. for you to get dragged in the comments because Jamaica <laughs> is not going to blow anybody out. Not this year, that, at least. That the Jamaican four by one, I think, will break the world record. You see the way that look at that final. The U.S. women's. 100-meter final was not that. It was Shakari and then everyone else, if we're being honest. Where that Jamaica four by, that Jamaica 100-meter final was like legitimately like I think US I think Oliver and Tiana Daniels would have finished 6th and 7th in that race. That's I disagree because I mean Shelly Ann's doing Shelly Ann things. I'm not I, a, a fan of Jamaica by any means. I'm just saying like we can't. We gotta respect it's, what it's, you know. It's team. It's team Jamaica at Shelly Ann Fraser Price, mm-hmm. but there's four people on a four by one. At the end of the yeah. day, Link Thompson, and I just think that we have more solid runners. So you got you got Thompson Hurrah, Obviously, he's been great. Shrika Jackson's been great. But I think what changes the calculus a bit here is what Thomas and Prandini have proven. Like they've. They were good in the 100, and they were fabulous in, in the 200, right? They were out of this world in the 200, which bodes well for a 4 by one leg where you're getting a flying start. Or look at the, on a curve. 
look at the current at top it. 100. Look at the current. Put it up. Yeah. I there are it. four Jamaicans it. in the top five. I think they're the favorite. I'm not saying they're not the favorite. I'm just saying it got a lot. It got a lot closer based on tonight because you put a 21-6 person in there. I know it's a four by one and not a you four do. by two, but you have a you got Gabby Thomas on that curve. I don't think anybody's running it better right now. If there is, let me know. Mikey said know. it's a I'll flying take... start. You give Jenna Prandini and Gabby Thomas a flying start. If if the if a 150 was an event, a real event then we already know how that would go. So mm-hmm. just honestly, I, think, I just think it's going to be tough. Yeah. America will break, maybe could break the American record, but I think world record will be. Oh my God. How about that? That's the way we'll. I got it. Come on, Kevin, moving on. I, I, I checked in on the comments. Serenity. Actually, this is the one time Gordon is getting more agreement on this. So oh there my go. there's gosh. a lot, a lot of Jamaican love in the chat. A lot of Jamaican love. It's it's closer than I thought it was going to be yesterday. I thought it was be a walkover. Now on the men's side of things, don't get me started on that. Uh, but we won't touch on that. Uh, four hurdles. Rye Benjamin, forty six point eight three, forty six point eight three. Number two, all time point oh five from. Kevin Young's world record, the world record that he and Carson Warholm and Abdurrahman Samba have been chasing now for several years. We almost saw it fall tonight in Eugene. Serenity, as you were watching this race, did you think he was that close? Or when you're watching him go through the rounds, he's kind of just playing with his food because he's so much better than everybody. Did you think that this would be the time when he would PR? Rye Benjamin on any normal day, through, throughout the years, that would not have surprised me. But him through these rounds, it absolutely surprised me. He was just kind of cruising, like everything is cool, everything is fine. Even through the point like in prelims, he was like, well, you know, I didn't even know how I felt to go that slow. So I just thought maybe he was just going to try to make it. He wasn't going to do anything spectacular. But he definitely shocked me. Obviously, I knew he was going to make it to Tokyo. I knew it was going to be something stupid fast. But a 46, <laughs> are we going to have the relay discussion for the 4x4 four four again? Oh, because... no. <laughs> <laughs> that one's a mess, too. That one's a mess, too. The difference is whoever the U.S. puts on, it's going to be it's going to be a wrap, basically. Uh, Gordon, we almost saw history here. We've been waiting for this world record for a while now to go down. I... I'm, I'm kind of with Serenity, seeing the rounds, just, okay, get through, get through. He talked about being patient. Like his coach has kept him and Michael Norman separate this year, not wanting to overcook it, just stay healthy going into to Tokyo. I hope this leads to something greater in Tokyo because what we saw in 2019, all the awesome lead up, but we didn't get the the epic time at the end. We had a great race, but we had, by their standards, kind of a ho-hum time. Uh, do you think – is there any question in your mind, Gordon, that this record is gone by the end of the summer? I mean, you guys declared it would be gone last summer and the summer before that and the summer before that. So uh, This is correct. I'm this not is gonna, actually true. I'm not going <laughs> to declare that. I think, you know, he could also keep on winning and just not happen to break the, the world record, right? Think so many things have to go right for a world record to be broken. It's not just being fit and being world record. It's not about having a world record ability. It's about having the ability and the atmosphere and the situation, which isn't always guaranteed. Um, mm-hmm. But I think it's just kind of wild. Obviously, Rai is not really about competing against the other U.S. guys because he's just so much better. He's chasing history as opposed to chasing 
the current U.S. athletes. But has there ever been a time when we've had three, I guess say three, three athletes in their prime who you could argue are are in the top five all time? Like, because typically if you look at a top five all time list, there's not a lot of overlapping, right? Maybe there was two guys or two women that are in the mm-hmm. top five, but has there ever been a time when there's three people in a all time top five who are all running in their simultaneous simultaneous prime? I can't say that word. Simultaneous, simultaneous Simul- prime. Simultaneous prime. Simultaneous. Not simul- simultaneous prime. Simul. There you go. Yeah, 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 yeah. Simultaneous. Uh, prime. That's, a, that's a that's a good question. That's part of the reason why the events. I mean, you got two right now on the women's side. I guess if if Shamir Little joins the party, then you could have that. And no, she, we yeah. have three. Well, she's got to put a she's got to put a what I mean a fifty too low, right? To get in that. She needs to get a PR tomorrow. Yeah, she needs yeah. PR. Tomorrow. It's pos- It's pos- Yeah, I think because right now she's. I'm looking at the all time list here. Little's sixteenth all time, fifty two seventy five. But okay, you're talking about to get into the Warholm Samba Benjamin range. Okay. Morning. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. so I guess I guess. A top five all time mark, she'd have to run under 52.4, which I think it's possible. 52.5, it's possible. I mean, she looked pretty good today, but listen. I think it's definitely it, possible. I think that Shamir Little has been holding back. Yeah. She goes 53.7 today. Yeah, she beat Muhammad by a tenth. But the story of that was McLaughlin's 53.03. I think she's going to break the world record tomorrow except for the fact that it's supposed to be 113 degrees. So I think only, the only thing that can stop Sydney McLaughlin tomorrow is the sun. As long as the sun just chills a little bit and allows them to actually move their bodies while on the track, I think she's going to get the world record. That 53.03, I mean, she was jogging off the last hurdle. Serenity, you've run a lot of 400-meter rounds before. Not 400-meter hurdle rounds, but 400-meter rounds before. When someone goes that easy, what does that tell you about their potential for the final? I think their potential was great, but why are we talking about Sydney McLaughlin as if she has not always looked easy coming over the last hurdle? As if she has not always <laughs> been praised for looking easy for running the 400, the 200, and the 400 hurdles. So that's not something that is just out of the ordinary for her. So I think it's really hard for well, it's hard for me in my eyes to see something spectacular from Sydney because everything she does is spectacular. You know, she always looks smooth. She's always looking calm. She's always looking relaxed. I never even see her catch lactic acid in the 400. And from coming from her, you know, all of her training partners coming from Kentucky, they said that that's just how she trains. <laughs> that's just the type of person that she is. But it's hard to say what she'll do tomorrow. Like I said, just keep your eyes on Shamir Little. She has been looking like the best shape of her life and she's just back for vengeance and vengeance is dangerous as kenny harrison so <laughs> i think that we're gonna see something crazy out of her honestly i think it's especially after got, going 49 in the open four <laughs> yeah so i think you got gordon and i basically predicted the eight that would make it to the final based on the first round and then you can draw a clear line today with those top three mclaughlin little and uh, Muhammad in some order. I think, you know, Anna Cockrell is there as an outside shot. I think you got, uh, 
uh, who, what was her name? Haley, who ran in the outside lane <laughs> against Sydney in both in both other prelims. She's got she drew lane eight for the final. But the reason why I asked you about Sydney again, Serenity, is because she keeps lowering the standard for her easy prelims. Because this was her sixth fastest time of her life, and she did it looking effortless. So that's why she's like. She runs like an easy, like, I don't know, maybe at Kentucky or in high school, she runs like an easy 55 and then it becomes like an easy 54.5. And then we just keep dropping it down lower and lower. And it was hard to look at that and assume anything other than she's going to be able to run a bunch faster tomorrow. And if she goes a bunch faster, then that world record is, is gone. But as Gordon said, world records are hard. That's why they're world records. Right? That's some good analysis. That is, that's true. That's some great no, analysis. No, it is. And, yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah. Well, and Otto Bolden pointed it out on the broadcast. It's like you could see the effort that Heat 1 put out, a.k.a. Sydney, versus Little and Muhammad. And maybe part of that's because Little and Muhammad were there and they were close to each other. Um, but it just it, it looked drastically different. But tomorrow's a new day, so we shall see. Let's stick with the hurdles. Uh, Gordon would not allow me to talk about Grant Holloway yesterday. Leading to good a reason. Huge fight, leading to a huge fight between the two of us. He goes out and almost breaks the world record in the semi. Again, By something accident. I did not have. Yeah. <laughs> what do you think of the prelims, Randy? I think that it was amazing. Um, oh, the semis! The semis was amazing, and you saw Coach. Yeah, <laughs> you saw Coach Holloway basically saying like, "Calm down, Grant. Like, calm down." So I knew that. He was not going to break the record in the final. He was basically just like, I'm just going to tease you guys, and I'm just going to get you guys excited for Tokyo because it's not going to happen here. And he's like, okay, let me just show you guys what I can do, what I can always do, and let me just relax and back off a little bit. But Grant does exactly what he needs to do every single time. He never shocks me. He works really hard. His attitude is great. And he has a great team um, pushing behind him too, Devin Allen and Daniel Roberts. So it's, this is going to be exciting. And then he's going to have some pressure on him at the Olympics with Omar McLeod. Hopefully they don't get thrown in the same heat um, coming through the prelims and the semis, but they might. So we might see it getting um, the world record getting taken down then too. So it's interesting. If he had just run 1296 and 1296, say he just did back-to-back 1296s, those would have been PRs because coming into this, he had only broken 13 once back at NCAAs in Austin, right? He runs the 1298 to edge Roberts, it's the all-time race. But he had never gone under 13 after that. He didn't need to run under 13 to win the world title. But if he had just done 96-96, we'd have been like, all right, Grant Holloway, clear. He's a favorite going in. Gonna, gonna, He's in a great spot to win another gold. But I don't think the world record would have been in the conversation. But because he dropped this huge bomb in the in the semis of 1281, the, he's going to get asked constantly now, between now and then. It's not going to be about gold as much as it is about world record or it's going to be equal and he's going to want to talk about just gold, but it's going to be world record, world record, world record, just because the serenity said he accidentally did it in the semi. Just a funny little turn, turn in the story here. Yeah. Holloway, Gordon. Yeah. You could see even after that prelim, when he went to his coach, Mike Holloway, you could tell by the body language of that Mike was like trying to calm him down. I'm being like, you've done nothing. All he did was make the final, you know, like, to not like get excited in the moment of like potentially breaking the world record because that could all be for not if you're not focused for a final. Because mm-hmm. this meet for him wasn't about becoming a US champion. It was about getting through the process to get to Tokyo mm-hmm. to try to win an Olympic medal or Olympic gold. 
And this, the world record is a distraction in a way. And you, I, I agree with you. I think now he's always going to be asked about it. And he's going to be like, I don't go to the Olympics to try to break a world record. I go to the Olympics to try to win gold. And if a world record happens, it happens. Like, especially in a sprint race, like you need to think about getting over every hurdle clean as possible. Not thinking like, oh crap, this, you don't want to be thinking halfway through a race. Oh, I'm only running 12, nine. I'm not going to get the world record because then all of a sudden you're going to be run 13 and then you're losing to the McLeod. So, uh, so I mean, I think that because of that mentality, because of that mentality, when I talked to, when I interviewed Grant earlier in the year, he told me that he wants to be just like Kenny Harrison. And he tells me that whenever I'm like throwing his accolades at him, he's like, well, you know, I just, that just collects along the way. What I really, really want is an Olympic goal. What I want is the Olympic goal. All I want to do is win. And keeping that same mentality, forgetting about the time, forgetting about, you know, who the competition is and just keeping your focus on winning will get you a record every time, will get you a gold every time, any other accolade that you need along the way. So I think that you could see it in his face in the semifinal. He has so much mm. adrenaline, like pumping. That's why I always feel like he's kind of holding back. Mike Holloway didn't even crack a smile. And neither does um, Coach Flo when Kenny goes really, really fast either. Because it's like, you know what you need to do. We're getting through the rounds. You can break the world record. I'm going to be happy for you. But at the end of the day, you said that you want the Olympic goal. So that's what we're going to get. So mm -hmm. I think that he will more than likely get it in Tokyo. He will definitely get it in Tokyo. It would have been interesting to see it fall tonight. And even if he did it in that semi, that would have been wild to just drop down from 1298 to 1279. Because I've thought he's going to get it for a couple of years now. He's, he's going to get it. It's just a matter of when. And some of the world records, there's that ramp up to it. Like there's like, like Kenny did, right? Just knocking, you know, running, running really consistently. Obviously, she had the, the, the jump down. But then there's other ones where it's like a huge jump, like, right? Someone's hitting um, consistent, but not near the world record. And then they make that big, that big jump up. It's weird. Athletes don't really like to be asked about world records. Gordon, has that been your impression throughout your media career here? It's like cool yeah, the first time, like, and then afterwards, they don't like, like calling things. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They don't like calling things world record attempts because then they there's winning becomes a disappointment, right? Because if you don't break the world record yet you won, it doesn't count in their eyes for some weird reason, right? So, well, and people latch on to records, so especially mainstream outlets who don't cover track 24 seven. It's what, it's what they want to talk about. It's the hook to the story. So it's just constant. It's like why Bolt was getting asked if he was going to break 19 seconds when it was very clear to everybody that he was not going to break 19 seconds. I'm looking at, I'm looking at Kenny's. So Kenny went 1224 in May, end of May, 2016. And then two months later, she goes 1220. So she had a little bit, there was a hint there. And then on April 8th, she goes 1236. So she went, 12.36, 12, big jump down to 12.24, but then the 12.20. So she gave a little bit of an indication of where she was going. I think if Grant did it tonight, it would have been, whoa. It <laughs> said, what? So, and I felt like by the end, we were all out of breath with all the other fast times. If he had broken the world record, I wouldn't have even been able to come on this podcast. It would have been the Serenity and Gordon show, and I would have fallen asleep on Gordon's floor. So, so. <laughs> thankful. I'm thankful. I'm thankful for him. What I could go Let's on and on about Grant Holloway. <laughs> Oh, we could too. And especially because Gordon wouldn't let me talk about him yesterday. So this is good that you're allowing me to talk about him today, Gordon. Uh, so we already talked about women's four-meter hurdles. We didn't talk about this men's 200-meter prelim because Arian Knighton one-upped himself from the day before. 
17-year-old ran 19.88, broke Usain Bolt's world junior record, which did that get mentioned, Gordon, when we were watching? Sorry, did you guys hear them talk about Bolt's world? I guess because it's American broadcast. I didn't know know it. Yeah, world junior records, I guess, don't carry as much weight as as high school records. But yeah, Bolt was 19.93 and Knighton goes 1988, beats uh, Lyles in the process, runs him down in the process. Okay, I'm going to ask you, Serenity, to lean on your experience, not just as a as a sprinter, but also as an amateur psychologist and uh, meet, meet manage, ma- manager of effort here. What do you think Lyles was trying to get out of that race? Do you think he wanted to win that heat? Do you think he's troubled or concerned at all about Knighton running that fast? Like I said, after Noah did not make the team in the 100 meters he has just been fueled this whole time to just keep getting better and keep getting better um we haven't seen any ridiculous times out of him this whole year um i think that his story is kind of similar similar to delilah muhammad's um so he i think he's just happy to be here honestly he had a big smile when he crossed the line and he saw um the guy's time so i don't know i just really feel like he once again, it's just happy to be competing. That was a really good time from him this year. I'm pretty sure it was the season's best. And now he's just kind of like, okay, mental note. And that's what we're working with? Okay. And I think that he's about to go into vet mode, you know? And it's shocking okay. to say that Noah Lyles is going into vet mode because he's still so young. But now since somebody else is putting that pressure on him, it's like, okay, now we're just getting through the rounds. Is a matter of who's playing smart at this point. I think that that's how exactly how he's going to play it in Tokyo. Gordon, do you think Lyles is in danger? And by proxy, am I in danger since I literally bet my house on Noah Lyles winning gold? I'm starting to get concerned. There's 17 yeah, out think there. The more I think Boring. about it, I think a reason why you've been coming over to my house every day for the past week is because you've slowly <laughs> realized you might not have a house. And you're kind of Why'd getting yourself comfortable with becoming my new roommate. I'm sorry, and, Noah. And uh, Noah's not going to win this 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 200 final. He's not. Like, I that's the that's the uh, official projection, the Gordon Mack official projection. Noah Lyles is not going to be the U.S. champion in 2021. Now, Noah Lyles, I could see him recovering well and finding a way to get back to his 19.5 shape in a month and a half and be a 19.6, 19.7 guy in Tokyo. But right now, he's not that. Right now, he's kind of just getting by, and yeah. we're kind of not noticing it because it's all prelims. It's like, yeah, first or second, doesn't matter. But I think so, I don't on, know if it's a Knighton Stop could right fall apart because of the pressure, but I could see a Ben Derrick beating him, ben Derek, okay. and I can see, I can see Ben Derrick beating him. That's my. That's only what fear. I was going to ask. I just don't Who think he's going to win. So you're, you're picking Derrick, okay? Which is not a bad pick because Ben Derrick yeah. almost beat him earlier yeah. in the season. Yeah, I think we got two things happening. We got two things happening here. I mean, Lyles has run nineteen five, and this was a fast night at the track. Now I don't know how much effort he was putting in. None of us really know. That's why I was leaning on Serenity's expert, uh, you know, um, <laughs> you know, track sprinter eye there of of rounds. But like, he's clearly. I mean, he hasn't been ripping fast times this year like he has in the past. So if we're saying he's not fully Lyles yet, and then you throw in the fact that you have this kid who's running out of his mind and running 1988, and then you have a solid guy right there in Bednarik who's running 
who's run 1988 as well, uh, as well too. I think that's the cause for concern. There's two things happening. It's not just, okay, Lyles is off his game. If Lyles off his game and there's people there to take advantage of the fact that he's off his game. But he does have a month. And to think that Noah no, Lyles is off tomorrow. his game and still We're talking about running. tomorrow, though. Oh, okay. okay. Gordon's projection is about tomorrow, right? You're not predicting the Olympics. Are you, Gordon? No, I'm predicting tomorrow. He's not going to okay, win tomorrow. Good. Okay. Let, let me call my real estate agent then. Hold up. Yeah, you're good. <laughs> you can, yeah. You still have a month to kind of check out the property. But, you know, we'll see how we feel end of July if, if he does runs a diamond league or two. And it's still close. Because he was killing people, man. I'm, he was dominating in 2019. He's just not he doing was, it. He was. He was. But who did he have to put pressure on him, really? Maybe somebody has to jog no my memory, one. but who did Noah have no, when he no was one. running no that 19.5? No. Exactly. So I just feel like. That's why I bet my I, house I think on I'm starting to. This is why I got in this problem, <laughs> You're just, you're bringing up bad memories of why I went down this road. No, I think that your house is going to be perfectly fine. I think I'm starting to notice a trend here whenever I join you guys. I am always the devil's advocate over here. <laughs> Because I, I don't know. I know these people, and I know Noah Lyles, and I just, I would feel so silly before today if somebody told me to doubt Noah Lyles. It doesn't even make any sense to me, and it still doesn't. Um, Fair. Every Fair. the field looks great, so it's going to be exciting. But I definitely think it's going to go Kenny and Lyles, and I think the third spot is kind of up for grabs. That's my little wild card in there. Okay, the only way Knighton doesn't make it is just inexperience because he's clearly fast enough to do it. My pick going in was was Laird, but Laird's going to be out in nine, and and he was not a factor in the prelim or in the semi. Like he advanced, obviously, but he was twenty point two two, so he was well back of Knighton. Now you could could be saying he's just running to qualify, but right. I don't know. Like Serenity. It didn't Should look we... like it was a running to qualify type of race for okay. um, Terrence Laird. Ex okay, explain that to me and to the audience. What do you mean by that? Because you can explain away anything in a semi saying, oh, I'm just trying to get through, right? But it's like if the margin of error is that small, you're running all out, right? Pretty much. Still for trials. It didn't look trials. like he was just – but then again, Terrence Laird doesn't necessarily have the type of form that just looks like he's just running to qualify. <laughs> um um, so I don't know, just throughout the round today, he looked like exactly how any other college athlete looked at this, um, at the trials this year, basically like he just came from NCs, but running a qualify basically is meaning looking up at the board, you know, the way Sydney McLaughlin was looking, the way Rye was looking, Trayvon Vermeil was looking, you look relaxed, you look comfortable within yourself to know that you are just trying to get through the rounds. So I'm not really sure. You guys haven't mentioned Fred Curley's PR yet, though. Okay. You know what's yeah, going to happen? Fred, hold on. You really, the, great, okay. the greatest thing that would happen at the Olympic trials, we've seen, we've seen world records. We've seen almost world records. Have we seen a world record? Yeah, we've seen a world record. Yeah, the shot put. Almost world records. We've seen American records. We've seen people get knocked out. we see people get knocked in. But the ultimate icing on the cake would be Fred Curley winning the 200 tomorrow. Like that would be the ultimate thing. He runs like nineteen seven, and everyone's like, "What the fuck?" And it's just like Fred Curley, your two hundred meter champion. That's, I mean, he did post a chess move, 
Maybe he knows something we don't know. Maybe he's purposely he's a, he's a, he's all about a man of telling a story and kind of make it dramatic. He's going to run these twenty point twos to make us think that he can't do the two hundred, and then he's just saving. He the didn't do anything that we didn't know, though. We he said got that lane two. He got lane two for the for the final. That's tough for the final. That's perfect. The, no, that's perfect for most the runner. Is okay. it's perfect. So you think he remember you think he when won? the last he was time we talked, before. we said, <laughs> okay, wait, <laughs> wait, Vinnie Kirk. But um, okay, so yeah, yeah. we did Fred's, we did Fred's calculations. We said forty three mm -hmm. with his one hundred meter time, the yeah. nine eight. So he just PR'd. That's a pretty big PR too. It's hard to PR in the two hundred. It's really hard to drop time in the two hundred. Um, so the fact that he just went out and ran a 20.08 out of lane nine. Lane nine sucks. And he did really, really well. So the fact that he's going to be in lane two behind everybody. And like I said, if he just pushes out on the curve, and then the 400 think... speed will carry him around. Fred is going to do what he needs to do. Okay. I think you were right last time when you talked about being good in the one and being good in the four is not a determinant for the two because the curve is just a whole different animal. And when you're <laughs> trying to run that pace, because he's clearly, okay, if he qualifies, I'll be shocked. I mean, I'll just, I'll just say that right now. He he will <laughs> have checkmated me. His check. Well, wouldn't you be shocked? I mean, he ran. Oh yeah. He, I wouldn't he, be shocked. He just, he, he does not like in the hundred, he looked like he'd been running his whole career. It was amazing. The 200, he just doesn't have that level of comfort. And I think it's because of what Serenity said. You just need reps at that race. It's a tricky, tricky sprint to master. So, and he's coming on real strong. Like once he gets up into his running and his 400 meter strength can carry him, he moves on people. And that's why he got through to the final. But with Lyles and Knighton and Bednarik there, it's going to be, it's going to be too much. I think it's going to be those, those three. I know I picked Laird on the way and I said I wasn't going to change, but my God, Aaron Knight in 1988. <laughs> and ran straight through the tunnel, too. Pulled the old Bo Jackson. Just kept running. I liked it. It was impressive. <laughs> he did just keep running. <laughs> it's incredible. All right. So, Gordon, technically, if you go back and listen to the tape, I bet my house on Lyle's in Tokyo. So, if you say he's losing tomorrow, I'm not that worried. Like, he's just got to get top three and move on. I mean, here's the thing, though. Like... What if Lyles has a bad day and Knighton runs incredibly, Ben Narek is there, Laird runs well, and all of a sudden, no, Lyles is even on the Olympic mm. team. Like, it could happen. I mean, I don't think it will, but there is... I don't think it will. There is a timeline out there somewhere in this universe where that happens. Mm. Maybe it's not here, but maybe it's some galaxy far away. Just saying. Yeah. It could happen. Anyway. I'm going those three. I'm going those three. I'm going night and I think those three, and five. then I really think that Curly's gonna be four. I mean, Isaiah Young looked good. I could see that. But Laird, Laird, if you're talking about guy just getting tired after round after round after round from a college season, uh, it's gonna be tough to summon something there. I don't I don't think Curly will get top four. I'll I'll put him in that back group there. But yeah, I wanna see what Knighton has left now. And I wanna see Lyles is getting pushed. So we shall see. We shall see. What else, Gordon? Give us some other highlights. Uh, some. We'll talk a little bit about people who made some Olympic teams and some of the field events. Women's hammer throw. Deanna Price broke the national record through 80 Again. meters. 
again <laughs> uh, on our fifth row. Brooke Anderson and Gwen Berry round out your top three. Um, a lot of familiar names with Anderson, Berry, and Price all making the team. No big surprise there. Women's javelin throw. Maggie Malone got the win, meet record. But I think Kara Winger, once again, making another, yet another Olympic team. She's made so many world teams. I think we talked about it on the podcast during the mega preview. I'm not sure what it is, but it is insane how many times she has represented Team USA in this event. The longevity of Kara Winger is very impressive. Third place, probably won't go to Rio. Excuse me, won't go to Tokyo because she doesn't have the standard or good enough world ranking. That's Avion Allgood. Women's pole vault, uh, I think it's the big surprise is Jen Sir didn't make it. She finished fifth. She actually had the exact, she's had the same vault as Sandy Morris, who finished third. They both vaulted 15 feet, one inch, but Sandy Morris had less uh, misses than Jen Sir. So one less miss. So that happened. And then I'm doing a great job with this field update. The women's and men's race walk went down. Uh, no one qualified because. U.S. isn't known for the race walk. We're not China. They're really good at the race walk. Uh, what else? Oh, women's long jump. Long Boom. jump, yeah. Tara, Tara Davis made the team. She got second. Brittany Reese, though, got the win. Uh, they all had their best jump in the fifth round. Quinesha Burks got third. Those all Everyone made the team. I update on the site everyone who's going to the team based on world ranking or not. You can check it out on the site on who's going to the team. But last but not least, we should talk about the first race of the day, which happened at 10 a.m. West Coast time. Women's 10K, Emily Sisson just like had probably one of the most dominating distance races I've seen in a long time, especially in the heat. She easily wins this from the gun. She took the lead, I think, at 2K. So from 2K to 10K, so the final 8K, she was in the front and never let go of the lead, just pulled away with a dominating performance, uh, makes the Olympic team. Chris Schweizer and Alicia Monson finish second and third. Kevin, what are your thoughts on that women's 10K? I thought Sisson had a great shot. She's just a great all-around runner, and she had three opportunities to make an Olympic team. Marathon, 5,000, 10,000. Things didn't go away in the marathon. She decided to scratch the 5,000, went all in in the 10K. I think these conditions helped her. I think the way she was able to squeeze this field down and just hammer away at the front played to her strengths. It's a little interesting that when she didn't make the Olympic team in the marathon, it was a horrible weather day uh, in Atlanta. We're very windy and, and the conditions in general were just tough because the course was so hard. She had to drop out. And then you have another day with tough conditions with the 10K and she's able to prevail. And I mean, look at that margin of victory there, Six, you know, 13 seconds over a, over a solid field there. So this played to Emily Sisson's strengths and she took full advantage of it. She said, uh, you know, her teammate Molly Huddle, who couldn't compete because of injury, it was a Molly Huddle-esque performance for her. Schweizer, not surprised that she got through after her 5K performance and kicked really hard to get past Monson. And credit to Monson, just a couple years out of out of college, has been running well, but she was in that other group of, hey, they've run fast times, but this is a big stage. Can she do it? And she pulled it out. She was under a lot of uh, duress after after the race or at the tail end of that race, uh, went to a hospital afterwards, but she is in a, she's an Olympian. So congrats to, congrats to those three. 
getting to Tokyo in, in really tough conditions, running a 10K in, in mid-80s temps. And we're going to see it again on Sunday with that men's five. Yeah, and also it's uh, a lot of repeat runners in the top group from the women's 5K to the mm. women's 10K. Uh, finishing second was Schweizer, fourth was Cranny, fifth was Schneider. They're all on the 5K team. We're not sure if Krisha Schweizer is 100% going to do the double, so there is a chance she could scratch one. And if she does, that could lead to either a, potentially Abby Cooper going and representing USA in the 5K, or a crazy situation would be Schweizer, Cranny, and Schneider all scratch a 10K spot, and Sarah Hall, who finished sixth, mm. would go to uh, the Olympics. I don't know if that Sarah Hall situation would ever happen, but it's kind of interesting to see a Sarah Hall maybe go or Abby Cooper. Mm -hmm. Put questions in the chat if you got them, because we got only a few minutes left. Serenity, there's only one day left in the meet. We got four running event finals tomorrow, men's 15, women's eight, men's 200 that we've talked about, and the women's four-minute hurdles, which we touched on as well. What are you most looking forward to on the final day? The men's... 200 meters. That's what I'm most okay. looking forward to. I'm really ready to see what plays out. I'm a little worried about that race. I'm not going to lie. It's the only <laughs> one where I have, you know, real emotional investment. In it. Usually I don't try to get that roped in because it's out of my control and I'm trying to be objective, but a little nervous about that one. Gordon, how about you? I'm excited for, I mean, all the distance finals. For different reasons, 800 to see how the thing oh, the Mo does. The sh how about the men's 5K? Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, the thing Mo in the 800 would be interesting. Uh, the 1500, the whole can call Cole Hawker make the team without the standard. Um, we know that's going to be a, an incredible final. We'll go fast. We'll go slow. And the men's 5K, um, will the Bowerman guys repeat what they did in 10K? And, hey, I also did another, you know, I did another calculation of world ranking. And I did one for Nico Young. If Nico Young were to get third in this race, he needs to only run 13.23 and he would go to the Olympics because he could get in on world ranking. So if he won, he would okay. only have to run 13.29. So the 5K, I think the guys who don't have it, I'm not sure if they're going to force it to be a 13.13 race to get the standard. Um, it's a lot harder to do that than it is to run a 3.35. Um, so that's going to be an interesting situation of how will the 5k play out to be fast, medium, slow. Um, and I think there's just, I think right now the chalk answer is Paul Chalimo and the two Bowerman guys. Yeah. But I do think we could have, you know, a crazy situation where Cooper Tier makes it. Maybe Hassan Mead comes out from the dead and he makes the team. Maybe another random college kid makes it like a Connor Mance or Nico Young or whatever. And then we also could have, you know, Garrett Heath, go up, lead from the gun, take it out hard, try to run the standard. That's what I'm hoping for. I'm hoping for a Garrett Heath wire-to-wire -wire win, and he runs like 13-10. That that, I want that to happen in the 5K. I want Fred Curley to win the 200. The 1500, I want uh, – who do I want to win in the 1500? Will be the Hold ultimate. On. You're just doing a lot here. We got to get to some other stuff. Listen <laughs> – you talked about how fast. No, hold on. Just let, let me just stop you for a second. You talked about the 1500 going fast. Okay, you talked about the 1500 going fast. I looked up the weather. 
right? And we've been looking at the weather forecast all week, but weather forecasts can change. But now we are less than 24 hours away. It's at the hottest time of the day tomorrow. I looked it up, 4.40 p.m. It's going to be 112 oh degrees. 112 oh degrees for the men's 1500. Why didn't Oregon fast. have this weather when I was there? <laughs> <laughs> when the NCs was there, I ran in the rain. Yeah. yeah. So uh, Khalil asks in the chat, what do you expect from the men's 1500, tactical or just straight up 332? I think even if they wanted to try to run 332, like if it's not a tactical race, it's still going to be tough to go that fast physically because it is so hot. So I think it is going to be a tactical race. Um, here's one for you, Serenity. Holloway in the four by one? Question mark. <laughs> no. <laughs> I thought they're not going to throw 12. Grant Holloway in the four by one. They should. He could do it. Okay. Uh, women's four by eight. four. Women's four by four. I'm guessing predictions after Formula Hurdles. I'm guessing they're saying who who's going to be on the team. So I think it's probably the same four that I mentioned before, right? I think it'll be the same too. I just don't think that they're going to throw a thing um, on it. I just probably say we'll put a thing on it? it out of the four out of the four hundred runners. I don't think they are. She's I think the best four hundred meter runner in the world right now. Ooh, you're just don't there's a me. lot of Sean. There's a lot is of there, overlooking of Sean Miller Weibo on this podcast. I just want to say I don't know. Our, our Find me another woman out there that, who's running, who's run 49 seconds like multiple times in 2021. Well, Sean Miller Weibo's run. Sean Miller run 49 seconds. She's actually should be the best in the world. In... You have to win worlds. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Do it at the so, meet. <laughs> so I think I think if if Sydney separates herself from the other two women in that four-meter hurdle race, I think we could see a scenario where it's just she's the only hurdler in that four-by-four, but she's going to be in the four-by-four. I think that's guaranteed. It's just a question mm -hmm. of if the other two – how strong a case the other two have, and then I think a thing will be in the mix. But then, I mean, remember, we forget the 400 because it was just a few – it was a few days ago now, but um, Cornera Hayes ran 49.7, so it's going to be tough to I didn't to forget. Gordon forgot. Okay. I didn't forget at all. <laughs> Uh, thing most better. What, what happened to Drew Hunter? Uh, yes, he got injured, so he is not running in this meet. What event do you think Shawnee? I'm reading all the questions. I want to read all the questions. We got like two minutes. Uh, what event do you think Shawnee Miller will do now after Gabby? I don't know. It's a shame that 400 isn't in one part of the meet and then 200 is in the other. They overlap a little bit. Makes it pretty difficult. I don't think she's going to be moved from her event. I think whatever she had planned on doing, she's going to stick with. Uh, and I always thought she'd go back to the four, uh, especially if Nasser doesn't run. And then now if you have people dropping 21 sixes, that, that makes even more sense. But all I know is whatever I think she, people I think say she they're going to run, yeah. you can never trust people when they say they're going to run this or that. Like we heard I think a couple she, months ago, Felix is going to run just the 200 and not the 400 and look where that landed. I don't forget. I think she goes to the... I think she goes to the four so she can beat Allison Felix again like she did in 2016. I think the four, I mean, if any of those 100 women double in the two from Jamaica, that's going to be tough. Asher Smith's going to be tough in the two. And now you have Thomas to deal with and Prandini. So there's a lot more people that could beat you in the two versus the four. I think it's a much smaller pool of people. 
if I'm Shawnee Miller-Weibo. But I think she's going to stick with whatever she's done because I think she thinks if she's at her best, she can beat everybody in the world. And why not? Uh, yeah, mixed she's four also by... blowing through her trials. Pretty easy. Mixed 4x4 four four predictions. Anybody have mixed 4x4 four four predictions? Who's going to be on the team? I think whoever they wrongfully leave off of the 4x4, four four, <laughs> and I say wrongfully as in like out of the 400 relay pool, like the, just a straight 400 meters, if they get replaced by a thing or any 400 hurdlers, then I think that they will end up getting put on the mixed relay. So yeah. whoever whoever gets wronged, <laughs> and I can already well, I can already guess who it was going to be. Here's the problem, though. The mixed gender relay is in the beginning. Like, the final is on day two. So they have to figure out who they're wronging early on. I think it's evident early on. I mean, the way Waddlin wasn't even talked to after the final says think, it all. I think they're going to – I think they're going to put – I think they're going to use their depth and, the, and they're going to put people on the, the four by four who like are in the pool uh, and just leave their options open for people to use later. So I, meaning if you got, you know, four, five, six, seven, eight, I think there's a good chance you're going to get used in that relay for both the men and the women. Agreed. Agreed. Because, because like, you don't know if you're, if you're top three, you don't know if you're going to run one round in the open or if you're going to be there for three you don't know if you're going to be used in the four by four the main four by four or not so i think if you're a relay coach and your job is to maximize the amount of gold medals and you're thinking we're the u.s we can win this with our seventh and eighth best or whatever yeah whatever designation you want to give it i think you do that and that's what they did in 2019 if i'm remembering and they switched to prelims and finals they ran different people too, so you could get eight people gold medals. Uh, you know, just get a bunch of people a gold medal. That's what they should be doing. Uh, Matthew says, "Did Kevin abandon his family and newborn to live with Gordon?" No, I did not. I'm I haven't lost my house yet because Lyles hasn't lost in Tokyo, so we're still good. Uh, <laughs> someone mentioned Juvon Harrison. Yeah, that's gonna be a fun story to watch tomorrow. Uh, then people are mad that uh, Serenity left a thing mo off the four by four relay sorry serenity they're mad at you again <laughs> i could care less <laughs> what is the thing i mean are you saying you're just saying events are going to unfold that keep her off the format yeah four? so i don't you're yeah not, you're that's not saying she's gonna deserve happen. to be on the, yeah you're, you're no she, she absolutely she's the potential bowerman winner like um i think that she's gonna make it in the 800 and then I think that she's going to have to go through all the rounds of the 800. I don't see her being knocked out of the 800 at all. And that being said, the legs are not going to be fresh. And she is new to this. So, you know, she's going to get her, you know, she might, she's probably going to get top in the 800. And she, you know, she said it in the interview. She doesn't even like the 400. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so that's why I just feel like I don't think that they're going to put her on it. She's going to be running too much. She's going to be tired. I'm looking at the schedule here women for Olympics. I'm seeing when the women's 800 is relative to the – is it in the first half or the second half of the – oh, so it's in the first half. So she'd have – it's on day five, the final. So she'd have – if she just ran the final of the 4x4, four four, she'd have six, seven, and eight off. The question is, do you still put her in if she, if she runs well in the 800 but not out of this world? Do you still, do you still I put, do put her, her in? in? 
Yeah. I do put her in. All right. So All Nasrani's, um, is Nasrani's putting 49. Her yeah, she's, she runs 49. Cornero runs 49. Waterlin runs 49. Like, Sydney McLaughlin, 49. Shimmer Little is also 49. So it's like, I think that she would get put in. And then she just split 48-8. Listen, I'm not saying we, we can... she should run. She should run. I, I'm just saying that by the time it gets down to it, there's going to be a lot of other results that are going to influence. Like, coming into this weekend, who thought it's going to be somewhat obvious that Gabby Thomas should be on the 4 by one Things change, is my point. All I know Things is we can debate back and forth who should be here, there, everywhere. All I know is they're going to make sure that Allison Felix is on both the 4 by 4 and the mixed 4 by 4 so they can inflate the most decorated uh, medals all-time staff for her. That's why I said somebody is going to be wronged. I don't yeah. know. Allison Felix, absolutely. Um, Somebody needs to put up um, Michael Johnson's tweet about that. What's been going on with the media lately? Like you said, they didn't even mention. Um, you're a part Carrington's. of the media now, <laughs> Serenity. You're a part. You're literally no. you're literally doing media, so you can take you can take Michael Johnson's side or you can take our side. That's it's your I choice. absolutely. I take Michael Johnson's side. I think that all three athletes who made it to Tokyo should be interviewed, and they interviewed. it has not been. They were interviewed. They, ha- they were it has interviewed. Not been like that. Still, I think they saw people I complaining. I think I saw people complaining on Twitter, and then they started interviewing everyone. But they were not all interviewed. They in the in the women's four hundred, the race that we're talking about here, they all were interviewed. I remember because the kids came out, Quinera Hayes and Allison Felix's kids and came Allison's. out. Yeah, and and Waddlin walked in, and then he Lewis Johnson talked to all of them. I just don't like Michael Johnson calling me lazy. He says problem is lazy media. Like I got three kids. <laughs> I'm, okay, I'm, working no, no, full, no. I'm working a full-time <laughs> job and I, I you're the goat Mike like I'm not taking anything away from you but don't call me don't call me lazy man that, right. that hurts especially coming lazy. from a like from an elite athlete like I I love the gold shoes growing up like I never thought he'd call me lazy of all people we are, maybe my, maybe we my parents lazy. or something or a teacher listen here's the thing Allison Felix made her fifth Olympic team you're gonna get talked about if you've made five Olympic teams. People may not like it. Let me finish my first point before you counter okay. my point. Okay, people may not <laughs> like it, but people, this is a mainstream broadcast sent out to millions. People tune in now that have not tuned in for the last four years. They know who Allison Felix is. People have enjoyed following Allison Felix over all these Olympics. That's why they know her is because she's been there. She's been a recurring character in this Olympic show that goes on. Add in the fact that she has this compelling life story. Insane things have happened to her over the last two years and she's still back. That's why she is being talked about here and she still managed to make teams. That's that's what's going on here. I, we're not, we shouldn't ignore other stories, but when you have a 90 second window to interview people, they're going to go to the person who's made five Olympic teams and had this uh, amazingly, like, almost horrific thing happen to them. That's just, that's like the reality of television and sports. Counterpoint, why did she get interviewed after the 200 when she finished fifth? They interviewed, okay, so I watched this. They interviewed everybody first, and then they interviewed her yeah. on top. She went into the, I watched. She went why, into did the they, top. why did they need to, 
Why, what, so you, why do they need to interview because, her on top? Where would you rather that time go? They already they interviewed the three people. To I'm, Tamara need, Clark, do the a four, college okay. athlete who went twenty one. Because people know who Allison Felix is. It's the recurring. I just think that, like, like, like I mentioned, and like, Allison Felix was beat her by two time. college athletes. That is a it's huge her last story. Time. I know. I absolutely not. agree. No, I, I no. absolutely, I absolutely. It's been her last time about three times. But I absolutely agree. <laughs> Thank that you. Thank you. It's been her last I, time. I, I, I agree. I agree that Allison Felix deserves recognition. I agree that her story deserves to get played time and time again. But college athletes in this new wave moving in, beating these vets, that's a huge story that they're missing out on. Like, I want to know Tamara Clark's story. I want to know Battle's story. I want to know their story because it's that's a big deal. <laughs> so I don't know. I just, I just feel like it's, it's been enough. It's been enough. It's, it's a little this- bit of overkill now. Well, now they have. It to, was. It's, have we're to. watching. We're watching the U.S. Allison Felix trials brought to you by NBC. That's what we've been watching. Brought to you by NBC, sponsored by Allison Felix. Honorable mention, Allison Felix. Notable <laughs> note, Allison Felix. No, That's what you got. Been. Listen, listen, listen. Again, Ooh. we have a third. We have a thirty-second. They have a thirty-second window to interview. It. They're gonna think about how you guys consume sports that you're not following 24 seven. You're following people like Allison Felix and you wanna see what happens with them. Like if you're only tuning okay. in at the biggest moments, you're tuning in. I mean, it's like at the Super Bowl. Well, why are they interviewing no, right. Pat- Patrick right. Mahomes? He was on the losing team. Why aren't you interviewing the, no. this defensive tackle from the Patriots? Okay, so, you, like, so let's, so let's, they, u- let's they use that example. They are stars in the sport. I, she is let's a star use that in the example. sport. There are stars. She, is, she is a star. But okay, so what what's the sport that I don't I have not basketball has been going on lately, and the only person I have been seeing is Trey Young. And I feel like that's how it should be. Oh, like he's a rookie in this game. Don't do that and to Gordon. Just been interviewing you just, you Trey, just threw the hot So Gordon sorry. <laughs> so sorry. I'm from Georgia. Of course I'm gonna cheer for the no. hot. <laughs> Sixers slander at the end so of the off pod. subject. Sixers slander at the end of the no interviewing We are not lazy. Interviewing Allison Felix after getting fifth is like interviewing LeBron James no, in the NBA it's Finals. Like, no, 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 no. Because like he got eliminated in the Mick- second round. It's like That's interviewing wrong. Phil Mickelson or Tiger Woods when they get 18th. Because you want to hear what Phil Mickelson and Tiger Woods has to say. And yeah, you interview the winner, and yeah, you probably interview runner up. And the, but then there's people between those two. And Phil Mickelson and Tiger Woods or Serena Williams or whoever that star is, tennis, I guess, is a little different because they have individual matches and you only have one opportunity to interview in something like golf or something like track. You're going to want to hear from Tiger Woods and you're going to want to hear from Allison. So and listen, I get time. it. I get it. You got to admit, it's a little overkill. Now, now's their it time. Now is their time. No, no. My, here's my issue with the broadcast, if you want to get into this. My issue is it becomes an anecdote contest at the start line. And we overlook people who have had great seasons in lieu of people who did something in 2016 because they made an Olympic team and they want to call back to the Olympics, but they're not stars and they have this great anecdote and that gets mentioned over so-and-so who just won the NCAA championship. Because I think that's not informing the viewer at all about what's, what's going to happen. That's making it seem like this person who was really good in 2016 and made the team 
has a chance now and they don't. And I get why they're doing that because they're doing a call back to the Olympics before. But I think it's more time should be devoted to the people who uh, actually had chances to to advance and kind of inform the storyline. But Felix is rare. You guys are acting like there's going to be a Felix every every day of this competition or every time we have an Olympic trials. And it's not. It's, she's made five Olympic teams. She's got the compelling backstory. This is her first Olympic team. Has. So that's what's going to – and has. now they have the chance. Now that now everybody has the chance, right? She's retiring. This is it. Last Olympic trials. She They have the chance to fill in. But to, for, to, to act like, like mainstream coverage isn't geared towards stars, that's the way it is in every sport. We just notice it because we follow track 24-7. Allison Felix was made like, a star when she made the first Olympic team when she was 18 years old. She was made a star then. Why was she made a star? Because she was beating the vets. Now when we have these young people beating the vets, they're not getting TV time. So how are we going to make them stars until we stop giving the TV time to the vets? Allison That's what I'm Felix. saying. I think that Allison uh, Felix absolutely deserves to be recognized. Absolutely. It's earned but over it has time. Been, it's been overkill. It's, er- it's Tra- earned over uh, time. Kevin, Kevin, why yeah. didn't they interview Justin Gatlin after not making the team in the 100? They did, didn't they? He made the Olympics in 20, 2004. He's been there for a long time. He's made multiple teams, but they didn't find a way to ignore, to like interview the top three in the 100 and then be like, oh, wait, wait, we got to get the Justin Gatlin interview. So you want to compare, got... okay, so you want to compare Justin Gatlin's backstory to Allison Felix and think about which one's made for TV better? Come on, Gordon. Come on. <laughs> I just want to see. I said they should play, I said they should play her story. But in terms of the interview, I would like to hear from the people who placed above her. But it's okay, because I will hear from them. I'm going to reach out to Tamara Clark. I'm going to reach out to Battles. I'm yeah. going to reach out to all of them, and I'll get the interview. <laughs> it's fine. Well, that's – well, and that's that, – and that's that's I get it. Like, that's the – that's kind of the point, right? Now they've established themselves, and then now they have time to, to tell their story. Um, but, like, you can't – and, Gordon, I think you agree with me with this – like you can't just wait till you get to the trials and be like, "Hey, I'm here to tell my story." Like that's and Serena, you probably have seen this too. Like you got to be doing that if you're a professional or you have aspirations to be a professional and get mainstream attention. That's something you have to be thinking about all the time in your career. It can't just be about running fast times. I mean, I agree, but at the same at the same time, Tara Davis was on plenty more things than Brittany Reese and Tiana Bartoletta going into um, trials. And like you said, well, well, we have to wait for them to do something big. But it's like she was on stuff beforehand, as she should be. So I just don't see why other athletes can't be too. Like these are going to be the new generation athletes. Yeah. And featuring them on things is important right now at these moments because they're young now. Like, if we're trying to wait, I think that all the athletes that were predicted to do good should have gotten a story beforehand. If they didn't end up doing well, then just don't broadcast it. That's it. I just also... (laughs) Now, that's it. Well, then then the broadcast eight hours. I get it. Like, I agree with you, Strandy. It'd be awesome to have nine hours of broadcast coverage where everyone has a feature. But if they have 30 seconds to fill or 45 seconds and it's Felix or fourth place, they're going to go... With Felix, and listen, I mean, they're talking up Arianne Knight in plenty. Just like in in 2016, they talked up Lyles and they talked up Norman, right? Those guys were the two stars on, on the come up because they ran that fast at the right time to do it. And then P- if Knight makes a team, 
he's going to gain some traction. And then the next Olympic, tra- and if he does it four more times, I guarantee you, we're going to be having the same similar conversations about Knighton. If he, if he goes on to have like, a career. I just don't like the NBC is treating the Olympic trials. Like it's America's got talent with all these weird ass social media story. I was is, like, is this the first the race? year you've watched the Olympics? Is this the first year? <laughs> this is, have you watched any other sports in the Olympics ever? Like swimming, gymnastics, game? like th- it's a show. Yeah. I normally watch it's it on mute. So that's probably why. Yeah. Yeah. Like there, I it's normally watch it on mute. It's human interest story after human interest story. Like the trials yeah. is actually relatively good. Like if you think, if you don't like the coverage now, wait till you get to the actual Olympics when, you know, they got way more time to pull out the soft features and run like five minute yeah. bios on, on everybody. But it is what it is. That's the, that's how, because we consume other sports that way too. I'm saying we just don't notice it as much because it's not the sport that we live and breathe. Anyway, we got we went way too long. Serenity and Michael Johnson called me lazy. I don't like it. <laughs> I did not call you lazy. I'm if gonna I'm lose my. You lazy, I'm lose my I'm house. lazy too. He lazy. called me lazy. <laughs> Called the media lazy and so he's like i take his side. no you can take his side okay know. i actually Good kind night. of forgot about that one line i w- was really just sure. talking about the last line and how they should have talked about waddling <laughs> <laughs> i want to end i want to end the pod with this gabby thomas in her post-race interview was asked uh up to, to speak about flojo's 2134 world record she said i don't want to put a limit on myself so i'm not going to say it's unattainable i like that there you go. I like that. There you go. All right. Like and subscribe, everybody. I, I wish I could show y'all the picture Tara Davis just sent me. <laughs> she's well, that's, a, that's, she's going to the Olympics. <laughs> that's an interesting way to end the show. We will leave it there. Thank you to Serenity. Thank you to Gordon. Thank you to Elon for producing. There's that music. Thank you to Travis, as always. Join us tomorrow right after the meet wraps for our final trials show. We'll run through all the finals for tomorrow. Look ahead to Team USA in Tokyo. We'll see you then.